Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here still in Malta, and this is the second episode of my grand tour of Malta with my wonderful guide, uh, Cynthia Zamit. Is that your name? Mempel. Cynthia Zamit Mempel. And Cynthia has taken me all around this wonderful island. You can, you can book her for your clients as well. And she gave me a great intro, 101, because I really got to come back to this wonderful place because we, we, it was, it's just such an amazing thing. You're going to find out, and today we're going to talk about a little trip to another island because believe me it's not just Malta the island of Gozo which is really essential really to view if you can we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more on this segment of Insider Travel Report. Now, Cynthia, first of all, let's talk about uh, Gozo. What is Gozo? Well, Gozo is a small island. It's only 67 square kilometers. It's north of the mainland of Malta. So we're physically made up of three inhabited islands, three rocks then, three uninhabited. But Gozo always, the people there, as we call them, Gozotans. Uh, um, I, love, I love that term, Gozotans. <laughs> they speak Maltese, same government. But different, different, different dialect, right? But in the villages, yes, there are different dialects. But they've always lived in the shadow of Malta. So it's 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 actually we refer to Gozo as the island where time stood still, right. and that explains the island. Once you've experienced it, you'll understand why we call it so. It seems like time stopped there for a couple right. of years, and I think deep down we're all romantics at heart, and Gozo is that past that we're trying to clutch on to. You say as a child you went to Gozo a lot you went to absolutely you said it was really one of the favorite places it's where the Maltese get a, go away to get away right? Yes it's a getaway place uh, we go to chill out if you really want to unwind you know they're really relaxed people over there their main industries are fishing and agriculture maybe a bit different to us of the mainland uh, um, it's a greener island, so we appreciate that because Malta was never too much renowned for greenery except our Mediterranean Sea. But go to, you're going to find the sea, you're going to find the beaches, you're going to find the nice tracks for walking, um, the diving, of course. It's, they it's, a great, it's a very green and, and, and very, uh, well, filled, flowers filled with fields, uh, fields filled with flowers, fields, whatever. <laughs> I, I got that wrong, didn't I? I, I, I've, been, I've been here alone. So Gozo, I went Gozo, uh, not there. Really. So it was, it was so we went off and it was just a really scenic island but they do have some wonderful things and and how, first of all how do we got there we got there by ferry right yes of course there's two options actually you can actually go down to the Valletta Harbour there's a fast ferry you're seated you can't leave your seat fast ferry about 40 minutes to get to Gozo that's a passenger ferry but the more beautiful way is to drive up to the north one we call it the tail end of the fish and you can roll on roll off in the sense you can drive on with your own vehicle or a leased vehicle or whatever with your driver and your guide and um, when you get to Gozo Harbour as small as it is very very pretty 20-25 minute crossing and on the crossing you're bypassing that other little inhabited island we call Camino right. from the Cuman seat I must add that Camino only has two people living on the island and it's renowned for the Blue Lagoon right. the beautiful turquoise green color of the water which if you want to snorkel or bathe in it's beautiful. And you can go. You can go by boat and they'll take you over for the day or something like that. Yes, yes. You can just go for a couple of hours if you like, you know. So one can choose. There's various options how to get to Camino. Um, but Camino, we're trying to leave fairly unspoiled. On Camino, there's a huge watchtower. And if any of you want to get an idea of that tower, you've got to watch the movie, The Count of Monte Cristo, oh, which wow. was Jim Caviezel. 
And yeah, after uh, Jim Caviezel, who was there, it. and that was where he was, what, imprisoned? Imprisoned, yes. It was called Chateau d'If, obviously, yeah. and they, so you get an idea of Camino as well. He was getting off, well, the prison itself, the host, you've got to watch it. Yeah, and so, so we finally we get to Gozo, and we actually drove around a bit, and you took me to some incredibly scenic sites, and I remember you said, here's, here's the Instagrammable moment where we went to uh, uh, right where there was a cliff, and then you said, I'm not going down there with you, but <laughs> you went down, I took a little selfie of myself with a beautiful beautiful, uh, uh, the, the, the beach and everything else in the background. That was just amazing. It's, it's a really scenic island, right? It is. It's also a hilly island, to be fair. We call it the island of the tree hills as well, when you see it from the seaward side. However, where we stopped there, we were overlooking the only red sandy beach we have on the islands. When I said red, more of a terracotta, earthy colour. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's natural. With a statue there of Mary on the beach, where Joan Collins had taken part in a film long time ago in 1969, you know. But the beach itself is very popular. The sand beach on the northern part of Gozo. We call it Ramla Ilhamra, right. which if we translate literally into English would mean the red grained sand, word looked, for it, word. It looked amazing. We saw it from, from above. And then of course, because the previous day, the previous day we went, the day before that, we had gone and seen prehistoric uh, uh, Malta. There is a prehistoric site uh, on Gozo. And, and, and you have uh, uh, temples there that are you know in ruins, but it's, it's, a, it's a UNESCO site, I believe, or, or UA. And, and tell, tell us a little bit about that site, because it's very similar to the prehistoric sites that you have on Malta, right? Yes, um, the prehistoric temples of Gozo are known as Gigantia. Why, the old days, they thought they must have been giants to build these, to build them, to carry the stone. It's a boulder. Round we talked about that. Stone. We were talking about how they moved the boulder. It was like, how did they get that stone out? And they had, as you said, boulders, round boulders they, they moved them on, right? They rolled them, yes. They rolled them round stone on round stones. Can you imagine the chalk? And no metal tools were ever found around these sites, which makes them all the more impressive, despite the Copper Age taking place in the rest of the world. So yes, Gigantia is to be seen, because we do believe it's one of the earlier temples in in their structure even for the way of the stone because the stone later on became more refined when I say refined please no luxury but you know the stone got a bit smoother and neater whilst the one of Gozo is to be seen to compare and contrast to other the prehistoric sites we have in Malta as well so those are musts yeah, when you visit so you get a sense of the prehistoric Malta and then we went on again sort of it's very scenic island and we went off I think you told me the story is that this is actually where uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina honeymooned uh, even though they already had a, a film and they actually lived here for a time and they got their yacht here so this was their you know honeymoon place way back when right yes a couple of years ago as you might know that Angelina and Brad Pitt got married on their estate in France straight after the wedding they came here to Malta honeymooned on the yacht and then went down to the sort of eastern coast of Goto they were living in a little village by the cliffs and um, they actually shot the film in this like beautiful bay like a miniature fjord and it was called by the sea Sadly for us, the film wasn't that successful because it was a bit of a depressive movie. Problems in a marital life. Um, well, I guess <laughs> people understand as well, but this got to be very intense. But um, yes, they lived here in Malta, well, excuse me, Gozo, between July and November. Right. So they became, with their children, they used to go down to the beach with the children over there in one of the bays on the northern part of the island. So they became part of the people and the Gossetons. And Angelina always said she loved the Gossetons because they were ever so friendly. And this is the Maltese and 
and Gossertons. We are trusting people, you're safe, you're safe out of the early hours and even, even this is why film producers and directors come to Malta because they know they're safe and they're not going to be hounded. When Brad Pitt was here together with Orlando Bloom, they went down to the local cinema, baseball cap on their hat, on their head, excuse me, and they watched a film, a movie, at the local cinemas. Well, so, and, and nobody realised, you know, who they were or what. <laughs> in the end, okay, you'd go and ask for an autograph, you know, once you've got Brad Pitt sitting next to you, if you realise it's him. But this is the beauty about Malta. We're a safe country, and nobody realises these little rocks, there's so much to offer in the centre of the Mediterranean. And this goes a rock, and then we had much more to do. We went to see the, the salt flats where they make salt and you, you explained all of that. Uh, we saw amazing places, more dive places uh, all over the place. I mean, the bays. Uh, uh, I mean, it really was after. And then we ended up, uh, what was it called? Uh, Tipino Sanctuary. Tipino Sanctuary. Well, the islands are predominantly Roman Catholic. Um, but in Gozo, there is a particular shrine and, and the painting, the only oil painting in that Tapinu shrine, where it is claimed that the voice of Mary was heard way back in the 19th century. It's a place of devotion. People from all walks of life, all different religions, um, even atheists, have been inside there and feel a sense of warmth, a sense of peace in the building. And it is claimed, you know, people come for pilgrimages to the site. Um, they call it the Miracle Church. So if you had to go in that building, there's two rooms on either side of the altar, which they call the treasury rooms. You're not going to see jewels, you're not going to see crowns, you're not going to see diamonds, but you will see things such as plasters, casts, crash helmets, war bicycle wheels, silk bridal bouquets, baby wear given by childless women. So people would pray in front of the image of Mary, and for that grace received, be it whatever it was, you know, um, they feel they have to give that thank you. Now, thank you could be a bunch of flowers, but thank you could be the cast. Or, or whatever you could think of as a thanksgiving to the image of Mary. So they keep these two little rooms on the side of the main altar over there and the treasury, and they call them the treasury rooms because they are treasures for the people who experienced, you know, it, it, it's uh, a, a miracle. Sight. It's overlooking the water in the bay. It's an amazing sight. But then we were, this, we were not in the morning yet. That was, we still had to go have lunch. We had a little late lunch and we ended up going back to a place ironically called Victoria, which is the main town, right? Yes. And tell us a little bit about, we had a, uh, we walked through the alleyways and we went to a nice lunch, right? That way we had, it was in a, I don't know, it was Italian or Maltese, but we, we, Maltese, in, no, Maltese lunch. Well, Maltese lunch, uh, we offer obviously a variety at the table here because you've got to please everybody who wants fish, who wants meat, who wants traditional. So some people like to feel at home with the cooking as well. But uh, the restaurant there was called Neolithic, uh, and Neolithic because of the Neolithic prehistoric temples as well we have. But this is in the heart of Victoria. The older name to the capital, this is the capital city of Gozo, was Rabatz. Um, but when the British were here, because we were a British colony as well, they decided to change the name to Victoria, obviously honouring Queen Victoria on the occasion of her Diamond Jubilee. So Rabat, Rabat, quaint with those little narrow winding streets, little vendors, you know, selling off. Oh, it was, it was off. amazing. I was little, spend more, a little more time there, but we had to keep going. Yes. And we went up to the Citadel, which is the, the old town fort, uh, walled area of the town. And that was pretty amazing too. Amazing, uh, amazing walled town. And then the views from there were just absolutely astounding. 
Yes, it's worth the climb up to the walled city um, because as, as James was saying here, of course, it's a 360 degree view of Gozo below in the heart of their walled city, of course, their pride and joy, their cathedral, which is renowned to have a flat roof with a dome painted with a 3D effect. It's a 17th century, um, late 17th, let me be fair, early 18th century cathedral. But the walk around the walls of the citadel the walls built and, and defensive uh, fortifications for the protection of the people. Of course, we're not talking now, but we're going back in the years, of course, where people had to think of their defense. And so the citadel was constructed there, starting from the Roman period, third century before Christ, defenses, you know, until the British period, really, right. in a way was in use. But the targets were more mortal than Gozo in the Second World War. Well, it was amazing that that, that, that whole uh, Gozo was such a relaxed, relaxed place. I've got a nice nice uh, bread. What, is, what was the thing you bought for me? The Ftira. The Ftira. They do a Ftira, which is locally in Malta as a bread. In Gozo, it's a different kind of dough they use. Um, I would associate or compare it to a pizza, in a way, in the stonewood baking. And they, did have, they were cooking pizzas there too. Just yeah. They have updated a little to the taste of the curry when people are getting takeaway pizzas or fritura. Yes, of the ftira. And the ftira is done traditionally over here in Gozo. Um, as we would know, it's a dough, but then they'd put their local fresh produce, because this is what the Gosertans believe, out of the field onto the plate. And their tomatoes, their potatoes, their anchovy, their black olives, uh, you know, to finish off maybe with a herb such as basil at the top of that, or else the fresh goat's cheese. Because Gozo has the farms, the sheep and the goats, mm. and they produce these beautiful little cheeselets of which you had a salad to start I off know, with. I saw the first one that we went to the restaurant that was amazing so the food is amazing you got to try it what was Maltese cuisine well it's it's Mediterranean but it has a twist and you, you got to get get to understand the breads we if you like breads you and I both like bread so we were we we're, we were having a great time now that was and then we got back on the ferry and 20 minutes later we're back in Malta uh, and then we had one more day but if you, you're gonna have to stay tuned to the next episode we're gonna talk about our my final day not your final day because you're you're always here on the most part when she's not on holiday. Uh, but once again, uh, Cynthia, tell them where they can re the, our travel advisors can reach you uh, if they want to get a really great guide uh, for Malta. Well, thank you for the compliment and saying about the great guide. I hope I was a great guide to you, but you're always more than welcome to come to Malta. My name is Cynthia. He said earlier on my surname, but that's not important. Zamit Mepel. I think the quickest and easiest way to get hold of me, if you like, I'm a licensed registered guide uh, through the Malta Tourism Authority. My license number is 481. However, if you want to be in contact, I think WhatsApp is the easiest way. And my number would be plus 356. That's the prefix, 9947-8338. So that's my number if you want to contact me. Little note on WhatsApp and we can have a little chat from then on. Absolutely, if your clients are coming to Malta, and believe me, uh, whether they're coming off a cruise ship, although I gotta tell you, once you come here, you're gonna send them, they're gonna wanna come back, because there's so much more to Definitely. see like that. And so you, you get in touch with Cynthia, and or get a chance to see the rest of Malta. Uh, you're gonna find out, we're gonna have our final day, look for the next the next episode, which hopefully it will be tomorrow, we'll see uh, once we get this all edited. Uh, and you'll find out about my final day in Malta with Cynthia, uh, with my, my wonderful guide to give me the sort of the introductory uh, my introduction to these great islands I'm James Chillinglaw and this is insider travel report <laughs>